Lower Your Volume contains sometimes graphic and often explicit content. That being said, some episodes are not for everybody, so listener discretion is advised. And as always, spoilers ahead. Oh, oh, wait. and I'm Madison Fry. <laughs> What's going on? I'm sorry. What happened? Did I? I was up? just gonna say it's the morning. Oh, it is the morning. It is. Um, Go on. And this. Oh shit! I don't know. <laughs> start. Start over. Take it from the top. Take it from the top. <laughs> Can I keep all that? No, I think that was hilarious. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I'm Nicole Basio, and I'm Madison Fry, and this is lower your volume. We are a literary podcast where we chat about books and talk way too loudly. I think I finally got my um I just blacked out at during the that right intro. level. That's okay, so did I. <laughs> um I think I got my gain to the right level because yeah. now when I like normally talk, I'm not hitting that tiny little reds the little I get the yellow a little bit, but no, I get the yellow a little bit, but before this, I was just hitting, like, maybe negative 27 on these mm. levels, oh. and so I was like, shit, I think I I'm usually a little hit, too like, low. I usually like, around 18, 15. That's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. I'm cool with that. And if I have to lower the volume in post, I'll lower the volume in post. <laughs> lower the volume. What's new with you, Home Skillet? Last episode, we didn't get to have a little chat because it was a throwback. What is new with me? <laughs> Fucking nothing by the um, look on your face. <laughs> well, the thing that happened last night that I told you about that was pretty funny. Um, me and Zach were watching a TikTok about oh, yeah. uh, like <laughs> we're watching this TikTok, and I think these girls got these ideas from this hockey play- hockey players, right? Oh my god, I don't know if they got them from the hot. Okay, so here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, guys. I <laughs> I am obsessed with like I love hockey. I already do. I did have have for a long time. And the um, defining quality of what I've known of you is hockey. Really? Like your yeah, the sport that I know you love the most has been always hockey for me. Oh yeah, it goes it like goes, how I knew you. My like interest in sports it goes like hockey, rugby. Mhm. And then like boxing. And then like gymnastics and swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we all know what I am. I'm a football bitch. You're a football bitch. You are but Friday Night Lights. My dad, I know, my dad was a hockey player. So growing up, my favorite sport was hockey. Because before my brother started playing football, I didn't know shit about football. Mm. But I still know everything there is to know about hockey. I did. And I loved baseball. I love all of the great American In high times. school, I did like watching um, lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Because my one of my best friends, Kelly, she played lacrosse and she was a goalie. Um, Steven's been Steven literally lit up a couple of kids last night at his lacrosse game and uh, ended up having like a spin around oh, nice. goal where he like did a turn and like nice. I also and... should say I think part of my interest in lacrosse was the fact that I was obsessed with Teen Wolf. <laughs> but I think every girl. <laughs> Everybody that listens to this podcast, you're you you can't lie to us Don't and tell lie. us you weren't obsessed with lacrosse Don't because of Teen Wolf. Lie. Um, I, if you if you didn't if you weren't obsessed with lacrosse because of Teen Wolf, it's because you didn't yeah. watch Teen Wolf on MTV. 
That's it. No, absolutely. I literally have a Teen Wolf sweatshirt. <laughs> I've met Holland Roden. I met Holland Roden a year ago yesterday. Or not year ago. Jesus. Okay. Like <laughs> I was going to say, are you no, sure? No, sorry. Sorry. Five years ago yesterday. Gross. Even worse. <laughs> I think. I tw- well, yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's on my Twitter. Go doesn't follow matter. me. <laughs> but anyway, the the whole thing, the video, it was these hockey players possibly. Yes. Yeah. Or I'm like sure. I saw it first with the, the hockey guys because I'm just right. back in it on TikTok. I think they're called the hockey guys. And yeah. these girls basically were like, we saw this thing on TikTok and it's like uh, fact or slap. And they use tortillas to like slap each other. <laughs> and the idea was that you like asked your friend about... Yes something factor slap and if they didn't Mm -hmm. get it right you slapped them and so the girl first girl goes what's my mother's maiden name i pause the tiktok look directly at my boyfriend (laughs) and i go madison's mom's maiden name is and i an insert name here Mm -hmm. um you can say it it's shookman it's shookman i mean (laughs) i think people can assume based on the fact that i've said her first name and she is my mother that we have the last name it's fine it's shookman like i don't i don't really care um, so yeah, I said, you know, Madison's mom's maiden name is Shookman and I go because Shookman all night long and yes. that would have been the name that she would have used for her wedding hashtag. Yes. And the one uh, that I'm going to use mind. now if I'm ever blessed by the uh, gods with a, uh, a more exactly. Amory as right. they call it in this book that we're reading today. Yeah, Amory. <laughs> um, I would, I would use their last name with a side of fries. Exactly. Which yeah. would be fantastic anyway. So cute. So I told him this, right? And he mm-hmm. looks at me and he goes, what's my mom's maiden name? <laughs> now, remember, I've been with Zach at the end of this month of May, seven years. Significantly longer than you've known, known me. Exactly. I was going to say, I've known Madison for approx- approximately five, four-ish years. About five. I think it'll be five in, like, September. October. Yeah, I think it's five in up September. So, like significantly shorter but it feels like a lifetime this is a pretty long time it feels like a lifetime half a decade but still i've been with zach longer okay i've known his mother longer half a decade did i know his mom's maiden name i was close not a not, <laughs> no she named a street I, yeah okay well i go it starts with a p and ends in the ski because he's polish and I know everybody listening to this is like haha everybody that's got a polish last name is pretty much like yeah that's fair and I go, is it Paderewski, which is a street by me? And Zach goes, nope, that's definitely a street. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. He eventually had to tell me, and I felt horrible. And then the worst part, I guess you could keep going into this, was like, the next question was, what's my favorite color? And I go, Madison's favorite color is green. And Zach goes, what's my favorite color? And I go, we really don't have color, but if we have to be technical about it, it's technically orange. And he orange? was like, whatever. And then I can't remember the last question. Regardless, it was funny because I did this as if I was doing it with Madison Hello. when I could have done it with my boyfriend who I was sitting next to. I... So I called Madison last night and said, I just want to let you know that I think I'm in a relationship more with you than I am with my boyfriend. And then and we proceeded to do is. BuzzFeed quizzes for about an hour. Until my phone was like, fuck you, it said, stop it said, working. It, said, <laughs> like, it was so warm. My phone was so on fire. Like, I literally was, I, I took maybe like 25 minutes to, for it to cool down. Yeah. It was not fun. Crazy. Um, What's new in my life? Uh, the other night, I spilled a pint of chocolate milk on my floor at 2 That looked like a lot of fucking chocolate it milk. Was, I'm not going to lie. Luckily, I, ha- I was like, because well, basically what happened is that I was like, mm-hmm. 
late night glass of chalky milk in the Chuck E. Cheese cup. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was it was chocolate oat milk. And I wanted to readjust my stack of books that was next to my bed because I wanted to oh, move no. um, Rule of Wolves and King of Scars. And uh, I, like, moved them and my elbow must have hit the cup. And I literally yeah. saw it go, like... And I was like, no. Like, was, I was in, like, like slow-mo. And, and I just I see it. I love your little no. <laughs> right? And I just see it. It hits the ledge of my bed because I have the Malm um, bed frame from Ikea. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> it's a very popular bed frame. I think all of Madison's furniture at this point is, in fact, Ikea furniture. Okay. We got a, we got a strong mix of Ikea, Target, and my desk is from Costco. And my stool I made. <laughs> Listen, Costco furniture is on a different level of shit, man. I don't my, know what this the fuck desk, they make okay, it out for of. Those but of you like, who don't know, this desk is like my prized possession piece of furniture. Like I got, it's gone with you everywhere. It has been in <laughs> every apartment since I got it for my birthday. In between my freshman year of college and my sophomore year of college. And I literally, okay, I, like, am obsessed with my desk. And my aunt, or my uncle, I forgot which one, follows me on Instagram. And at this time, I just, like, kept posting photos of my fucking desk. And my, mom, my aunt literally texted my mom and was like, what's with Madison's desk thing? <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Incredible. Well, and especially, okay, this is, this is going to sound just so ridiculous. But part of what I like about it, because I'm a very visual aesthetic. I like things to, like, all look cohesive. Is the fact that the edging is the same silver as all of my Mac products? <laughs> don't I don't want to talk about it. It does sound ridiculous, but honestly, well, and it's and the top it's is what that like it's, it's like a, it's like now. a glass top, but it's like white underneath. It's a really cool desk. I love could this you, desk. Could you use like dry erase markers on it because it's like a glass? Absolutely. But I don't Honestly, because I have so much shit on it my It reminds desk. me a lot. Of, I know. It reminds me a lot of like the workspaces that you see in like Apple and Google. Where it it's, literally like, the, it looks like a desk, desk from an Apple store. Like yeah, I, I love mean, it. It's really cool desk. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's my favorite. But that's uh, this is from Costco, and I was like, I saw it. I was like, oh, I have to have it. My mom was like, I will get it for you for your birthday if you want it. And I said yes, please. Sorry Granted, der- to derail you on the furniture conversation. No, I that's okay. I, w- I, w- I was just gonna say that the last bit about this desk though is that when I first opened it, the legs are like angled, and yeah. they're like kind of sharp because they're literally just like metal. Oh, right. Right. And you fucking every time you stub your toe. Every time I stub my toe, it is just, like, the fire of a thousand. It's like, okay, this, the, my two worst toe-stubbing places, coincidentally, the places I stub my toes the most, um, <laughs> this desk, which is just, like, very painful. Savannah has this fucking, ki- like, her coffee table in her apartment. <laughs> is like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's this big wooden, about. like, the top is wooden, but the edges are, like, scroll work metal. Yeah. And I yeah, will like cross my legs on almost. her couch, and I'll move to, and I just slam my foot into this almost every exactly single time I'm there. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know it exactly is, what you're is, talking about. I can picture you doing it. <laughs> it is so fucking painful. It, it hurts so bad. Anyway, but I was going to say, the first time I got this desk, I was, I was like, I'd mo- so I transferred schools in between freshman year and sophomore year mm-hmm. and I had just like I literally moved into this apartment and it was the first time meeting the roommates 
and it was two guys right, and a girl. Right. Yeah, it was two guys and a girl. They were they were amazing. They were literally some of my favorite roommates I've ever had. Um, they were probably well, no, I can't say that because I'm actually no. Okay, I've had great. I've had pretty good after the first roommates. The rest of them were pretty rad. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but I I like I, I move into this apartment. I like meet them. Everybody, you know, we all hug. Like, oh, it's nice to meet you guys. Um, you know, I'm I'm 19 and they're all like 21. <laughs> I was like, cool, 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 cool. Right. Which did benefit me in the end. <laughs> it, it did. It did. No comment. Listen, um. <laughs> <laughs> if you know anything about us, it's that we went hard in college. college. Well, as hard as we could possibly go for two people that are have riddled with anxiety in social yeah. situations, but super fucking me, outgoing. Me fucking um. getting nauseous standing at a fucking soccer field with a bunch of guys I in from my grade in high school. Don't even get me started. I'll never forget <laughs> the feeling of being like, I'm about to pass out right now because I was so anxious. Um, but listen, we did as much as we could. Yeah, but anyway, I roll into this apartment and I'm like putting together my desk for the first time, okay. and the edges of the legs aren't like sanded down at all. Sure. Okay. And so all of a sudden, I just and I just start bleeding because <laughs> I oh, cut God. myself. And I, and I go downstairs and I'm like, so does anybody have any bandages? Day one. And I am bleeding. And you literally are probably dubbed the accident prone bitch the whole rest like, of the time. And I'm like, ooh. One time we played heads up for like six hours. That sounds like fun. It was bananas. Me and the boys when we were in Disney played heads up when we were in the line. <laughs> it's just me and the boys. so much fun. I'm going on a big meeting with the boys. Doing that later, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to get prom toxins. Oh, right. I have the mountain bed frame. So there's a ledge. <laughs> there's a ledge. We're back to the chocolate milk. There's a ledge. Story. So the cup slammed onto the ledge, dumped some there, including <laughs> on my sheets. Right. And then got in like the crap. So like my bed frame right. was just dripping chocolate milk. <laughs> and then the rest of it goes slamming onto the floor under my bed then i'm like shit i have a quarter of a roll of paper towel left in this house and that's it tell me why tell me why the times when i have to clean shit up i let me recount um the night i vomited all over my floor gin tonics and hot dogs and pizza um and then the time that i skipped an entire cute up a burrito bowl on my floor (laughs) time that I spilled chunky milk on my floor no paper towels in the house so then I get I get as much as I can up with like the leftover paper towels that I have and then it's just me and toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) wait Madison why didn't you just take a regular towel because I didn't (laughs) want to (laughs) okay well you could have just wiped that up afterward you could have like thrown that into the washer afterwards no, so I do and have then one on top of that, that's not in re- in relation to this. Was the cup not 
Was the cup plastic? No, it was glass. It stayed together, though. That's that's the craziest fucking part of this story. <laughs> so, like that little it little victories. To the ledge, little victories is the, the ledge, fact that I didn't have to clean floor. up chocolate milk and glass. And glass. <laughs> Could you imagine? You would have had to do this like restaurant style, like take the I w- room. I would have just gone and slept. I would have. I would have slept in Matthew's room and just left it for the night. <laughs> Don't you mean my room? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Matthew, um, if you listen to this podcast, I'm so sorry. No, I Your bed is very comfortable though. I just yeah, no. It was it was fucking noodles, man. It was fucking noodles. You said that last night and I'm literally obsessed with that. Goddamn man. I didn't come up with that. That's from a podcast that I've been listening to and I can't stop saying it. What podcast? And that's why we drink. Oh, you started listening to that one. Oh, yes, I dig it, because I like supernatural stuff, too. Like, I like ooky spooky ghost stories. I think that's one where the girls, one of the girls' name is Christine, right? Yes, Emma and Christine. She's pregnant. <gasps> they just announced that on their, on their, because I think I follow, either I follow them, or I follow, it's like, I know Wine and Crime follows them, and so, like, they retweet their shit every now and then, but I saw they had posted about that, like, a week or so ago oh that Christine was pregnant. Oh, my God. I'm assuming it's Christine. Because she just moved to Cincinnati, and, like, they bought, like, a house, so it would make sense in, like, her journey, I feel like. And I think, <laughs> I think... Pretty sure it's I, Christine. I believe M still lives below... Is it Akon? Is it Tayo Cruz? Who is it? I, they live, I have no idea, but either way, that's fucking incredible. Yeah, M lives beneath... Last I heard, they live beneath... Um, some like I don't want to say B grade rapper at risk of offending somebody, but like a musician that is a rapper. I think I can't remember, okay. but I just was like, wow, shit, goddamn, I can't even believe um, this. This is new. I do have one fo- more follow up question for you about the chocolate milk situation. Now, did you in fact do chocolate milk? Because we were talking about this the other night. Um, for when we get into this book, you'll understand why we're saying this. The last several books we've read were like chocolate chips on the Chuck E. Cheese plate, and we start off the year milk in the Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck e. Cheese cup. cup. And like, it, <laughs> did you get milk, chocolate milk, because you, we no? I that? I got chocolate milk okay. the other day because I went grocery shopping and I just saw it and I said I have to have that. And okay. <laughs> you know what? I get a craving like that all the time for orange juice. Don't I, know why. I oh just Oh, my God. Do. Okay. Last year around this time at the coffee shop I was working at, we have orange juice there and not a lot of people get it. We, like, use it to go in drinks. Um, yeah. And uh, I literally would walk out of there, for, like, for, like, a solid month. Every single day I walked out with roughly 24 ounces of orange juice. And I... I fucking love orange I juice, man. love orange juice. But I have to be in the absolute mood for orange juice. Like, I, I can't just, like, have it, like, willy-nilly. Like, I gotta be like, man, I need orange juice right the fuck now, or I'm gonna lose my shit. And then I I'll love- drink it for, like, a week and a half straight, and then I'll need, like, a couple of weeks to, like, prepare myself to drink it again. Um, I love orange juice. I used to put orange juice in a, um, Mathathon water bottle. <laughs> Orange juice in the Chuck E. Cheese cup? Orange juice in the Mathathon water bottle? (laughs) Do you remember the Mathathon? No, I don't think I ever got one. Oh, sad for you. 
<laughs> I don't think it was ever. <laughs> I don't think it was ever like a thing in my area. You oh know? no, math. You know how we noticed that? Like my, yeah. my my life is very different than your rich person life. That's that has nothing to do with being rich. That has to do with doing math to help children with cancer, Nicole. <laughs> But I would like to point out that I'm guessing this was like a high school thing that you guys did or middle school. This was elementary school. Oh, no. I can't even think that far back if I'm being <laughs> You want to know what? Okay. I, the, the, the earliest math memories I have were we had this fucking kangaroo named Pockets. And I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's really fucking great story. You're going to okay. have to get through it. Okay. We had two first grade classes. My mm-hmm. teacher and the teacher next door, we all shared a bathroom, of course. Um, you know, like how you have like the, okay, you know how the Jack and Jill style bedrooms or you like have like the no, one no, bedroom no, no, with no, the connecting no, no. bathroom? I understand the concept. Okay. You guys didn't just have like a like restroom on each floor? First of all, one floor. Second of all. <laughs> thing we were just going over first of all one floor second of all um technically there was at least like five or six bathrooms on one hallway because like every classroom had like a companion classroom and they shared a bathroom Mm -hmm. so like the the two first grade teachers had a bathroom that their first graders shared and it was like boys and girls because you know that sounds like an embarrassing moment waiting to happen it was fine. I mean, in fourth grade, we played Bloody Mary, and I scared the shit out of everybody and got in trouble with the principal, but whatever. Pockets, it's okay. In first pockets. grade, I pulled down my pants and got in trouble with the principal. Wait, no. So did I. What did you do? Did you do the wedgie dance? I did the wedgie dance. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm curious about the wedgie dance. Um, No. From the, from the um wild thornberries. <laughs> yeah, the guy did the dance. The, that one fucking crazy little boy. I don't remember his name. The one that, that looked like he that rolled in crazy dirt. crazy little boy. <laughs> What was the what was the son's name? I don't Stone remember any Cold of their Steve names. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> no, <laughs> I remember Nigel because Tim Curry. Um, right. <laughs> okay, doesn't matter. Regardless, pockets, first grade math. We did math, and if we did better than the other first grade class, we got to keep pockets, and then it rotated with who. Like, yeah, it just. The, the the it was a stuffed kangaroo keep keep pockets i thought you said yeah. eat pockets and i said excuse me <laughs> <laughs> you no, did what to pockets no wait not cannibals jesus christ anyway are you a kangaroo um, it was a stuffed kangaroo and um what we if you had gotten to keep pockets that week there was like a thing where they pulled your little stick and if you got your stick pulled, you got to take pockets home with you for the day. And he had to write in the book. And it was like a whole thing because it was like, you know, math crossing over with English because you learned how to write and shit. It does not matter. Your name? That's the earliest <laughs> math. <laughs> no, I had to tell the story of what pockets did with me. He went, like, I don't remember where the fuck he went with me. Did I think you? it was McDonald's, but. <laughs> Some things never <laughs> change. <laughs> That's Some also where Nicole took me change. when she got to take me home. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, it's okay. No, but that's my earliest math memory. I don't think I remember anything from kindergarten math. Um, did you guys ever do the thing math. where it was travel buddies? No. 
Okay, so we did this thing called Travel Buddies where you picked, like, a stuffed animal. And okay. you, like, made it a little, like, like a little, you had, you gave it a little journal. And then for, like, two months, I think in, like, second or third grade, you would just, like, send it to people. And it would mm. go travel around the world with them. And so, like, if some Around the world. No. Legitimately. My Junie B. Jones stuffed animal went to Utah. She went to England. She went to... She went all over. How the fuck did you... How did he... How did she go everywhere? With people. You literally find... them? No, no, no. Like, family members, family friends. You're like, hey, my daughter's doing Uh. this thing. Would you take and just, like, write about what Junie B. Jones did and, like, take a photo, basically. And so it's just, like, a little stuffed animal, so you had to, like, give them a little one. And I had a Junie B. Jones. You want to know why that works in your area and not mine? Because you have rich people in your area. <laughs> but the people that I was sending it to aren't rich. They just travel. It doesn't matter. But anybody that you were probably growing up with, they probably had friends that went on business trips all the time or whatever. Like, we Maybe. don't have a lot of people Oh, she that went to Japan? That. See? Well, my uncle went there for work. Um, my grandfather did too. My mom went to India one time, but realistically speaking, that was it. Yeah, it's it was it was a wild time. Fucking Mathathon, man. I owned Mathathon. Orange juice in the Mathathon cup. <laughs> Mathathon water bottle. Water bottle. Sorry. Yes. Um, I I mean I think that's it. I think that's it too. Should we uh? Jump that was a good this? little intro, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we didn't need to give you one last time because it was, uh, you know, uh, what'd you call it? Pre-recorded episode since it was a uh, yeah, found I ca- tape. I call it a found footage episode. That's why it's called the White Witch Project instead of um, the Blair Witch Project because they are dumb blunks in uh, in the like story retelling sort of way. Yeah. Um, Isn't it so- weird how two of those books came out within like the same? Basically the same calendar year, well, same, like, 12-month year yeah. range, because Serpent and Dove came out in 2019, and Bonecrier's Moon came out in March of 2020, or April of 2020, so, mm-hmm. like, realistically within, like, seven months of each other. Indeed. Um, yeah, so, so, surprise, surprise, we're reading Bonecrier's Dawn. Whoop, whoop. Um, of. it's not really even a whoop, whoop. It doesn't even deserve that. Sorry about <gasps> it. Savagery. I'm, I'm mad about this fucking book. No, I, I agree. It should have been so a trilogy. It, it should have been a trilogy. That's just pu- like public enemy number one. This is exactly the reason why when people said Blood and Honey should have just been the end of Serpent and Dove, I'm like, no. No. Do you guys not get that the whole setup there was for a reason? Like, I know this is probably shooting a dead horse in the mouth, but like, since we've talked about that so many times and there's Wait, a fucking rant about it. I feel like you just combined... Like I absolutely did. I absolutely fucking did. No, I absolutely fucking did. We're gonna go past it. (laughs) You're gonna go past it. (laughs) We're gonna go past it because it's just not worth it. (laughs) Don't look a gift horse in the mouth, beating a dead horse, (laughs) and like (laughs) something. I am well known for fucking that shit up. Don't shoot a dead gift horse in the mouth. (laughs) Don't shoot a dead gift horse in the mouth. Okay, so I, I think <laughs> I feel like it's redundant enough because I've ranted about it before. But like, 
this book is exactly the reason why I am a firm believer that the Serpent and Dove trilogy is the move as opposed to this, which was a duology and mm-hmm. easily could have been a trilogy. Granted, Madison and I do not know if the publishers or whoever bought this book from Catherine Purdy um, opted to only buy two. Yeah, that totally can happen. And I don't know like how Shelby ended up deciding it was going to be a trilogy and sold a third one. I have no clue about any of that stuff because I'm not in traditional publishing to know how that all works. What are you eating? (laughs) What do you think I'm eating? (laughs) Skittles! What are you eating? I'm eating my favorite and probably least nutritious granola bar of all time. It's not even a granola bar. I don't even think it could count. Um, I have been obsessed with for literally like 12 years. Um, see <laughs> kids cliff bars. <laughs> I literally, I don't eat normal cliff bars. I only eat the ones meant for kids. <laughs> like, good, good. They're so fucking good, man. Do you want to do the back of this book for yeah, us? Yeah, so I won't put this in my mouth then. Not yet. You should wait. <laughs> also, I want to let you know, you're blue. Shape your body, it's blue. <laughs> oh, I went bada dee da da da, but like. Well, not all of us can that be Swifties. So. <laughs> um. <clears throat> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of what you look like right now. Half of your face is normal, half of your face is blue. Do you remember when I kept putting my arms up and it was different colors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. That was fantastic. I don't know why I am blue. I'm like normal on my screen. So it must be something on your end because you look fine to me. I wonder if it's just like the input from your end to me. Maybe. That is fucking noodles, man. What is that? <laughs> God damn it. The fucking noodles thing is going to tear me up every time. Why do I look like that? All right. Okay. Okay. Shall we? You read the back of this book. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. It's a matter of life and death. Bone criers have been ferrying the dead for centuries, a dangerous duty that requires the sacrifice of their amoris, the men destined to love them and die. But Aless, Sabine, and Bastion are working to chart their own course and rewrite the rules of the afterlife as they try to break the soul bonds that have led to the deaths of so many, including Bastion's father. Sabine struggles to maintain her authority as matron of her familia, the role always destined for her sister, even as she fights to control the violent jackal power within her. Bastion is faced with a new dilemma as the spirits of the underworld threaten the souls of his friends and his father. Aless attempts to reset, resist her mother's siren song as she's just drawn into her own version of the underworld. How will she save her friends when she's cut off from their world? This pulse-pounding follow-up to Bonecrier's Moon is the story of love, sisterhood, and determination as three friends find the courage and power to shatter the boundary between the living and the dead. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily say that it's three friends. It's two friends, uh. one's boyfriend, Yeah. You can't really, like, I mean, they have, I mean, Sabine and Bastion do have, in the beginning of this book, a understanding, if you will. (laughs) They're not, they're not friends. They're just trying to save. I don't like that they have a common goal. I'm not going to lie. I wish it was Elise, but we're going to say Elise because Madison. So basically, the the reason I was pronouncing those all funny is because I listened to a part of the audiobook for this, and um, it just, they pronounce things like, it was like Odiva. 
Um, right, instead of Adiva, which I think, or yeah, because we said it was kind of like Godiva, but without the G, so it was Adiva. Yeah. But um, they like a less. The Metron was like pretty, you know, Femia, um, Amori, um, and then Aless. Granted, when we read that book the last time, it was March of 2020. We'd only been doing the podcast for like a handful of months at that point. So mm-hmm. like, or actually it was like May. So it's right around the same time as we're recording now, but like a year mm-hmm. ago. It was literally almost a year ago. Yeah. Um, regardless... I don't like the name, the fact that her name's Aless, but I will <laughs> um, concede to that because whatever. We have learned, though, that there are some audiobooks that are wrong. Cough, cough, um, from Blood and Ash. Uh-huh, from Blood and they Ash. Pronounce... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I would just like to say that Madison and I are both, vi- we were very excited for this book. And it sucks to say that I was woefully disappointed in it. I was also disappointed. Um, and it's only because it's so fucking rushed. It's also I mean, okay. it's not only that. It's a I lot mean, of it was the that it was way. rushed. I don't think I'd gotten as into new adult fiction or like fantasy as I was when yeah. we read this the first time. And I think I the YA ness of it really showed through this time. Well, and we said the same thing about uh, Shadow and Bone. And if we had read Shadow and Bone maybe a year prior, like, I feel like it would have been different. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually curious to see when you read Stalking Jack the Ripper, how you feel about it. Because yeah. when I read Stalking Jack the Ripper, it was when I was still heavy into YA. And, like, mm-hmm. we've gotten some of the new adult fantasy books like um, From Blood and Ash and like A Court of Silver Flames yeah. Where you're like, yeah, these are my two favorite things. Lots of smut and really good world building and character development mm-hmm. and fantasy elements. So beautifully melded together. I'm really curious to see what you have to say about Stalking Jack the Ripper. I think you're going to like mm-hmm. it, but I don't know if you're going to be yeah. like this. I think it might be like how Shadow and Bone is. You're like, I would have liked this better when, when I, was I was younger. younger. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, um, um. When you, you, when you, when, when, when. Did you see the girl who uh, did the rankings of all of those? No. She, like, did a ranking of each of the whens, and, like, the when was when. number one, of course. But, like, That's every single time, <laughs> it was, like, a one through ten. Um, I just have to say that a lot of the people on Goodreads that have done reviews have had the same kind of feelings mm-hmm. that Madison and I have. The first book we thought was really well done. Um, the A lot of people have said, though, that this book, the first half of it is just, eh. It's just mm-hmm. meh. And it's just not what I was looking for. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges I had was that I didn't feel like, I mean, I loved Alessa's character in the first book. I felt like she had a lot of these motivations to be kind of bitchy. Right? Like, that was the main idea. But, like, towards the end of the first book, she was, like, better. And then now the beginning of this one, she's kind of a bitch again. I They all just annoyed the fuck out of me. All these characters. Bastion was too good for his own good. Like, him trying to be as sweet as he was, I was like, sweetheart, she is treating you like garbage. You don't deserve that. Yeah. Well, and, like, yeah, I don't know. They just, like... They all made me mad. The only one who, like, 
I still kind of dig was Sabine only because I think I like her the most. And I, I hated... think she had a really good character development because when you open up the first, first book, she mm-hmm. seems so minor, but then she becomes this huge, huge part of this whole right, world. Right, well, I think we ended the last episode saying something along the lines of, like, it really is Sabine's book. Like, it's her No, it is. It's her story. book, yeah. And we, well, we and were like, right about the whole King Goddard thing being her dad, which is good. Yeah. Um, uh, In regards to the ending... Yeah. Um... Did you feel like them going off on a ship just felt so out of the blue? Yeah, because I just didn't ever feel... I mean, yeah, they kind of mentioned that there were other countries that were around. But, like, I I never got the the vibe from either of them that they, like, wanted to go travel and see the world. Right. Also, like, also, here's my number one beef, right? Okay, so they break the soul bond because, of course, they do. Like... Yeah. No more death. No more death for the fucking. The soul way bond of breaking the was not gonna lie. Was a little, little the anticlimactic. What? The soul bond breaking scene where she's was like, like yelling at him. I was like, this is kind of silly. I I got kind of annoyed that we didn't see the physical form of either Alara or Ty. They call him Tyrus. Oh, I like Tyrus better, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, but yeah, no, I just like. I had this moment where I'm sitting there reading this and she's like, you know, maybe some of the other like Famias that I'll meet, right? I and like, I went more of you? Well, yes, they say that in book one. Like I about how there's like it. other they're like they're like the original family though. They're they're the right. Famia. Well, obviously. I had this moment where name. I go, Is anybody gonna tell them that they don't have to kill people anymore? Right. Is that <laughs> her, like, is that their job now? Is that a lesson? Yeah, job like, is I was like, is this just like them? I have no idea. I don't know. It just, like, I Things felt were like... so overly sped up for the sake of it needing a second book. Yeah. It, it, there was just so much, like... One of the things I really wanted to see, mm-hmm. not just Alara and Tyrus or Tyrus's form, was that I wanted Alara to come... Like, the whole time, you're assuming that Alara and Tyrus were supposed to be, like, married in, like... At least in love to an extent, well, right? It's the but, fact like, that you like, get the impression that she's like, I fucking hate this guy now. And right. clearly we have this whole thing. I would have loved for her to have her her form and be like, fuck you for everything you've yeah. done. Go and eat my ass. Like whatever. <laughs> so that was well, kind of and annoying then the, to like, me. Um fucking Aurelian or whatever, like and yeah. Estelle. Like that yeah. just was like felt thrown in there. I w- see. That's why I wish they would. I wish she would have been in that. What is it? The other world area. It's like Mirar or whatever. Yeah, it looked like memoir, but without um the. Oh, see, e- I thought M- it looked like an anagram of mirror. It does look like an anagram of mirror. However, if you did, if you were to pronounce it like memoir without the m, without the e m in yeah. there, it would be mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, just, mm-hmm. I wish she would have had a majority of this book. She's stuck there. And kind of learning all this shit with Estelle and Aurelian or Aurelian or whatever It felt like it felt like like a bunch of different segments pulled from different versions of this story, and like I I agree. When when not Sabine, Aless tells Bastian that she's like I want to just be friends, and then like two weeks passes and they're like together and we don't get any of that. 
that was so fucking annoying to me. Also, because I'm like, why did you stop it there and then have no point of view from Bastian to like either like grieve or like show that he was because we learned that he was doing things to try to continue to win her affection. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where is that? But also, in regards to the relationship, it felt like it was too plot driven, not enough relationship driven in this book. Whereas the last book felt almost more relationship driven, and they built up Bastian and Alas much better in the first book. And mm-hmm. if Sabine and um, Cas- Casimir or Ca- well, I Cas- wish that their relationship had been built up earlier on in the book, like started rather than yeah. like all of a sudden 60 percent of the way through. You're like, is this happening? They could have been a great enemies to lovers couple. I mean, in, for, right from the first chapter with them having the daggers at each other's throat, that would have been a very Jude and Carden kind of relationship if it had yeah. continued throughout the whole thing and not just had this cutoff moment where he hates her. And then when they start hanging out again, he's like, oh, I'm into you. Mm-hmm. Like that was just weird for me. I, I just wish that they had been, if this had been three books, I would have loved to see the second book be their relationship developing and then yeah. maybe towards the end where she's starting to like fear some of the stuff about her sister and him because like i mm-hmm. think that that's a valid point that sabine breaks brings up a couple of times is like i don't want to be the second choice here because you can't have my sister i totally right, there think was that so much more thing. to unpack there exactly and if you had then, like books, you could have done that yeah i don't know i just like i feel I'm also really fucking... I literally had a dream about this last night. I'm irritated that we didn't get to find out who Sabine's Amory was. Me too, because I kind of wanted low key, it to I be low key Marcel want... or any, somebody else. I wanted it to be cast. Bastion, so they switched. Which, which would have been fucking crazy, although it might have made a lot of sense based on Because their they're looking for the each... Because like, that's what... Yeah. It would have made perfect sense, but... It just kind of, it, there's a lot of pieces here that I just wish had fit better in a puzzle. And it feels like I put the puzzle together, but I put the pieces in random orders. Like, just like kind of yes, fit them together where I could. It's fucking Winston in New Girl. Absolutely. It's the, it's the, I, I finished the puzzle, but I'm colorblind and can't figure out where everything goes correctly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, the picture's I, on the box. Oh, that was I John Mulaney, not Schmidt, my bad. It's okay, but I love when you can do uh, the Schmidt voice like that. I mean, granted, it did have the John Mulaney air, which, by the way, I don't even want to get into. I'm really up. I'm really hella upset, especially now that there's rumors that he's dating Olivia Munn. Like, I'm really fucking upset. What? Yeah. I'm. I'm really fucking upset. I'm not gonna lie. I, it's. I have no right to be upset, but I'm upset. Isn't one face still for dating Anna. Harry Styles? Whoever Jason Sudeikis was with. Hmm? Wasn't it Jason Sudeikis' ex-wife or whatever? Say it again. Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying wrong? I mean, I'm saying it wrong. Is this a Tupperware no, no, you thing? Were, you, just went, you were like, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Tupperware situation? Tupperware? 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 No, no, no. Say, say it again. Say the first just one. the first part. <laughs> Tub? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I forgot. I wanted to. I've been meaning for like a couple weeks to shout out two different podcasts. Yeah, okay. That I think are so good. Just do it now. Why not? Okay. First one 
is the one I forced Nicole to listen to the whole time she oh was God, in town. I loved it. I've recommended it takes. to multiple people. I've recommended it to multiple people. Two it's hot takes. So yeah, I've recommended it to multiple people. Okay. Fucking incredible. I literally I am obsessed with two hot takes. I've listened to every single episode. I've gotten in pretty early into like their like listenership. It is okay, so basically the whole premise of two hot takes is that this girl, Morgan, she she like is the main host, but then she'll like bring people on as her co-host as their yeah. like second take. And they literally just read like Am I the asshole posts from it's so Reddit good. and like, and just like talk about them. I am obsessed with it because as a cancer sun, Gemini moon, Taurus rising, I literally love to judge things. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'm like thriving listening to that podcast. I can't, I can't stop. It is so fucking good. The family ones are just bananas. Like, they're honestly like if you want something to just kind of kill the time first of all if you like judging that's like it's a great option for that but if you also <laughs> like being able to listen to somebody's fucking crazy ass life mm-hmm. it's the podcast for you swear like, to god i follow the, the, the peanut reddit <laughs> the dick in the peanut butter one is by far my favorite one that i've heard oh my god there the are, guy there stuck are, his dick in the peanut butter there are crazier ones I have to go back and listen. I've literally recommended it to so many people. I'll probably listen as I work out. Which, there's by the way, one. I started going back to the gym, y'all. It's a great time. There's one. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna do the whole rehash, but just the the premise. Yeah. This girl is getting married to her fiance that they started dating in like college. They've been together for like seven years. Yeah. They're getting married like this year. They had to push off their wedding because of COVID. Sure. They. In like I think she said January. The parents hadn't actually physically met in person. Her mom okay, is divorced from her dad because her mom cheated on her dad. Oh, God. And then like his dad is a widower. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> okay. So they meet. Whatever. It's fine. Then the girl gets a call from her mom being like, I eloped. And the with girl's the like, dad, right? with who? And she goes, with your fiance's father. No. And the girl's like, what? And she goes, and then the mom, the mom, this is the best part. The mom goes, so you need to cancel your wedding because it's wrong to marry your stepbrother. Nope. Sorry. I've been in the relationship longer. I, Fuck you. Sorry. I was like, I was like, sorry, you are cut off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Isn't that Love my noodles? Mom to death, I was like. If she did that to me, I'd freak, in my, I'd freak my shit out. I, I'd probably kill someone. I literally so it's shit like that. And this whole podcast is that. The other podcast I've been listening to, it's so fucking cute. It is called Bugogi, like the fucking like dish, and it's um okay, two. Yeah. I wanna I I I believe they're Korean American, but they're two Asian American girls who just like shoot the shit about like <laughs> fucking. They're so fucking funny. They they just like shoot the shit about like life lifestyles whatever, but they're also like talk about like the Asian American experience and like growing up <laughs> under like an, you know an Asian American you know household. We'll link it's so to good. their we'll link to their podcast, yeah. like their Apple podcast in the description of this post if you guys want to for both shows. Do we yeah, mention I just else? like Did we mention another podcast at some point? Oh that and then I was oh, only gonna then, say the two uh, but then but no we well did I did I did mention drink, them did, but also yeah. the uh, the other podcast so I've been listening to like three podcasts that I all found on um excuse me <laughs> that I found all on TikTok. The other one is Ladies and Tangents. I love ladies and tangents. <laughs> I love ladies and tangents. I, I literally love it. that's another one where I can't stop listening to them because like 
I just I just think they're so they're so funny. They're so I funny. It. I very rarely listen to podcasts with men. I don't either. I mean, the only one that I really have listened to a considerable amount amount of is Red Web. And that one's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's I like listen, if you I love listen to like crazy Reddit theories about like um, conspiracies and shit, that's mm-hmm. a good podcast for you. I listen to a lot of um, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Because I, I do. Dax Shepard. <laughs> I love Dax Shepard. But I was. Uh, Plus a fellow reason- Michiganian. Yes, right, right, well, exactly. Or they vacation right by me. <laughs> um, of course but- they fucking do. You li- never mind. <laughs> Um, but they, uh, but I started listening to Armchair Expert because I used to listen to ID10T, like, a fuck ton, until that guy had some shit, like, he got some accusations against him, and I still don't know the full story, and so I just haven't been listening to his podcast because I don't, you know, but yeah, no, those three podcasts, Ladies and Tangents, Two Hot Takes, and Bulgogi Pod, those are, like, my two my, or my three, like, right now. And and that is your podcast's uh, recommendations of the week the slash month shelf. from us. It's the podcast shelf. Uh, we store them right next to our show. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if your library card is uh, not written. I'm sorry. I don't want to go into that whole thing. Never mind. Um, okay. A couple of things. Shut up. Don't even look at me like that. Don't <laughs> fucking look at me like that. Fuck you. I wanted to be funny and cute, and it wasn't going to work out, so I just decided not to. You look really good today, by the way. I love your little glasses ensemble with your dark hair and your Thanks. gorgeous Thanks. Do you dark... like my, like, fucking, like... Yes, I do. I do. I love that. I I'm love cutting my hair. I, I, I scheduled a haircut last night. Yay! I, I'm so... I fucking... I look... I look like fucking Marcus from goddamn Twilight, okay? It's better this way. You could look like Alice Cullen circa seventh grade. (laughs) (laughs) Why is every character you look like a Twilight character? I don't know. I don't actually look like them. It's just my hair. I don't look like any of them. My mom, my mom, go ahead, keep going, please. My mom's okay. So I changed, I think we might've talked about this two episodes ago, but on, um, our, my family's like, uh, Netflix, I changed all of our icon photos. Okay. Just made it worse. Whatever. Um, and I changed my mom's to Claire Foy as the queen. I changed my grandma's to Olivia Coleman as the queen. I changed my brother's to Kaz Brecker and I changed mine to Lena Starkov because they don't have a Nina Zanuck one. Okay. And yet the other day I go to my mom's house and she turns on Netflix and <laughs> she goes, I just can't get over how much she looks like you. And I went, she is Asian. I am oh not. My God. Well, you know about my ID, right? My, my driver's license. <laughs> I look Asian in my driver's license. Do you? Yeah. Because of the way I do my eyeliner, you know how I have like the, I do the, the tail or whatever. When I smile, my cheeks are very chunky because oh. I'm a little fat. It shoves it all up. And so I, my eyes actually get smaller because, of course, because um, mm-hmm. all the fat kind of pushes the eyes up. And so I have these, like, eyes that look upturned. And, mm-hmm. well, I'm just very Asian, unfortunately. <laughs> I look gorgeous, but I'm just not an Asian American. So I look gorgeous. Yeah, no, you're, you're, in fact, incredibly white. 
I'm incredibly white. Like when it comes to, I don't even have the Mediterranean-ness that my grandfather has, like that I wish I got. That I have. I, exactly. My mother, my mother looks more Italian than I do. I have the straight up Irish blood and German blood that my mom and my dad have just like thrown into the yeah. mix. Like I am so white. I look like Wonder Bread. Like it's not even funny. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to read Cast the four. We are guests away. Okay, I have Ahoy to say one more there. thing, and then I got I got we got to go back into the book. But um, did you? See <laughs> oh that yeah, castaways? right, that thing. <laughs> did you see that Castaways is n- trending number one on the U.S. charts? <laughs> I'm I'm dead. I'm the power. Backyardigans is great. Wait, who's your favorite backyardigan? Shaniqua. Okay, mine is definitely Austin the kangaroo, but that's fine. We all have our own things. Well, I just don't know what she is. She's unique. She's pretty sure she's an alien. Her name's Uniqua. So. Isn't she like a hippo? No. She's got little I'm like good. weird. Don't hippos have that? I don't think they look like that. I think they look like actual <laughs> ears. Considering what I think the fu- that's the last. Here. You know what? We have a phone. Let's look Pablo's at what you Pablo's a penguin. Need. Pablo's a right. penguin. Right. C- clearly. No, I right. thought Pablo was a fucking dog. Austin is an Australian kangaroo. Um, As as opposed to the elusive German kangaroo. (laughs) That's my favorite one. Um, What is the moose's name? Tyrone. Tyrone is a moose. Okay. (laughs) There is a hippo. Who's the... Yeah, there's a yellow hippo. That's not Uniqua. Uniqua's pink. Right. <laughs> Another reason I love Uniqua. Right. What is... Hold on. What? Back yard egg. <laughs> yard back Oh, yard. oh, oh. It's, 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 Tasha's um, it's Atasha. Yes, Tasha. What the fuck is Uniqua? Oh, maybe I thought, I thought their ears look different. Uniqua, I found her oh, fandom no. page. She, she literally doesn't have a creature she is literally an alien you're right i told you because she's different she's unique no wonder i like uniqua <laughs> they really said they really said penguin moose kangaroo hippo alien <laughs> i mean let's be honest this is one of the best children's television shows i've ever seen okay um, this this wonder pets and lazy town Oh my god, Uniqua is the protagonist of Backyardigans. She's the only character to appear in every episode. <gasps> See? This show is Uniqua's show. You are the main character. I am the main character. No wonder Uniqua was my favorite. It says that also, the, series, the series uses the name Uniqua for both the character and her species. There was not, there was no reason for us to see a man on our screen like this every fucking Saturday morning named Sportacus. There was no No, need. I agree. I agree. Why was I he agree. so okay, ripped? Wait. We're going to go back to Bonecrier's Dawn now just so we can finish this off. I wanted to read <laughs> two Goodreads reviews that I just felt summed up everything that I was feeling. So the first one is from Jessica. She gave this a two and a half star. Um, her review is from April 9th. You can probably go on Goodreads and read this. But it says, meh, the only reason I picked up this book was because I found the magic system to be super interesting when I read the first book. I agree with that completely. Right. I wasn't really a fan of characters or plots, but the magic was unique enough to make me willingly read the sequel. 
but there is none of that in the first half of the book. Oh my goodness. The first half is dot, 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 not great. It's so boring. The characters are running around like chickens with their heads cut off while nothing happens. I agree. I, I agree. totally agree. Um, I think readers who are invested in the characters probably won't mind it, especially if you enjoy love triangles, but I wasn't and I don't. I firmly am with this. There was, mm-hmm. for me, personally, no reason for there to be a love triangle. Um, Aless was into Bastion, never into Cass. I don't know why there was even she- a hint of a of a love triangle there. No. Like, yes, they're, they're what, what what's the word? It's not Amor. What's the word that they call them? Amori. Amaris. Okay, so I I get that that's what they are, but she fell in love with Bastion. Do not make her second guess that. That really bothered me. Okay. However, the end is good. There's more magic, and I do think this duology is wrapped up in the best way that it could be. The conclusion makes sense and will be satisfying for those who are looking forward to the ending. Overall, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first book, but I do think readers that are a big fan of the story um who are bigger fans of the story than me will so i agree Mm -hmm. with everything jessica says here i think this is like incredibly well stated um the ending for me was better it's still rushed but i do agree with her like if you are Mm -hmm. a if you're a youngster not like me and madison are gonna turn 25 in a couple weeks um (laughs) i don't like that thought but whatever um maybe you'll enjoy this more than we did but just in terms of plot it's just not for me and the other person is named L, and they rated it a looks like a, a three out of five. She didn't have like an additional, or they didn't have an additional like two point five stars like uh, Jessica mm-hmm. did here. But her review is from April sixth, and it says the first half of this book was one star for me, and the second half was a four star. So I'm gonna do easy math here and go with three average. Oh, she did end up saying three. Never mind. Oh, okay. So. The first half of this book was been pure torture and not in a good way. Everything is a mess and honestly just boring. Again, fully agree. Um, I just didn't care about any of them. And that love triangle between Prince Casimir, Alas, and Bastion was such a painful thing to read. Firstly, I didn't give a shit about Alas and Bastion. Ooh, I didn't. uh, Okay. All the things I felt about them in book one is just gone. Okay. That I do agree. I agree with that. Because everything I thought we had was basically ruined in that well, beginning. for me, what's interesting is that I listened to our Bone Criers Moon episode last yes. week to edit it. Right. And I was listening to it and I went, we had like big happy feelings about this book. And then this other book, I do not feel the same way. I just, it, I remember loving Bastion and Aless because I was like, I felt like we kind of thought they were going to be actually each other's um, Amory, but even when you find out they're mm-hmm. not, you still are invested in their relationship because they really spent time building that up, especially that little um, cave that he, or the um, quarry that he had. And then she went and decimated that as their place by yeah. bringing other people into it. And I was like, that bothered me too. You mm-hmm. des- I just literally like, desecrated his sacred space for his father. Like, I ruined what shit. I would have rather, me. in regards to the romance in these books, the first book, Bastion and Aless, right? Establish them. This book, they're good, but they're mm-hmm. having to deal with all the shit around them. This yeah. book, in terms of building a relationship, focus on Sabine and Casimir. Like, Which that would have been, been a such- fantastic enemies to lovers. Another, your entire series could have been enemies to lovers then. Literally. Yes. Yes, exactly. Because clearly like, they, they were fighting when she was going to try to kill him. And, like, that was cool. I was I was into that. I was not yeah. into what ended up happening. Mm-mm. 
But I think I just, the other thing is, is like, I agree with you in terms of like, let Aless and Bastion have this moment where they are struggling the same way Lou and Reed do with the fallout of what happens in um, mm -hmm. Serpent and Dove to Blood and Honey. Like and not this like, will they, won't they thing again, because right. we already did that. Exactly. And you have this break apart from each other where you know, listen, I'm in love with you, but I'm struggling with all the shit I have to deal with. But at the end of the day, I'm in love with you. Like, mm -hmm. that never really, it, to me, it felt like these characters are young. Like, I know Sabine is 16, and I think Alas is 17, almost 18. So, in hindsight, I get the idea that, like, young love can be almost fickle. But when you're writing YA, I just feel like it's so much more common for you to be so stuck in the idea that, like, young love is such a good true love that you wouldn't have this will they won't they especially in again. fantasy there's kind of this like where age doesn't necessarily matter when finding right your love. suspended disbelief is is there mm -hmm. because of the fact that it's fantasy-esque or just fantasy in general so i agree yeah. with you so the rest of this review says um I had so much hope for Prince Cass. Unfortunately, he let me down in the first half, too. I agree. You were, like, pissed at him. I, I hated him in the first bit. You Mainly because, like... the dark lane. I know. Well, okay. Because for me, let me explain. I have a big thing with being, like, trapped, kept, prisoner, that whole sort of thing. That's one of my worst fears, is being, like, wrongfully incarcerated. And I know this... Clearly, he did not wrongfully incarcerate her. But the fact that she... Her grace bones are a huge part of herself. Yeah. And the fact that she continually asked him where they are and he explicitly lied to her knowing full well that, like, they were one of the most important things to her is fucked up to me. Like, that is, is wrong. And he felt, it felt like. I didn't like, this is why I thought having a weird love triangle between Bastion, Elise, and, or Aless and Castile steal jesus age christ jesus. bastian Aless and casimir was wrong is because like you said casimir and her may be written in the stars but he doesn't fucking give a shit about her i mean when it comes to like what she needs like at least bastian mm -hmm. i mean yeah he took her grace bones away too but like it was different at least it felt different he was ready to kill this person Cass wanted to love her like that those are yeah. two different things like bastian was ready to kill her and then he fell in love with her, gave her back the grace bones. Cass was in, wanted to be in love with her, took away her grace bones. Two well, different like, things there. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, f fuck to me. And, like, he also had this, like, lack of care about her own life in some ways in regards to his safety. Like, her being like, you need to leave the castle because if this happens, then we both die. And he just was like, meh, f like, fuck you, basically. I don't know. So here's what the rest of this says, too. Um, Aless is so, it was annoying and so jealous of Sabine. It's a wonder nobody slapped <gasps> yes! her in the face. Yes. I wish I could have. I, well, and I think that's part of why I like Sabine the most is because I felt for her more than any other character. Like, right. when Roxanne took over, I was <gasps> I was furious. All of the stuff with her Famia, like, I was so angry. I was I so angry for her. I understood why the Famia wanted to do that. However, it's like none of you have been raised to do this either so don't act as if you could do a better job and they couldn't do a better job no they couldn't, they couldn't. They, they literally even, could not even open the gates even without know her the song exactly you didn't even know the fucking song nor did you have the bone flute so what were you going to do yeah what the fuck were you going to do one of the things that um l does here in her review is she quotes this 
part of the book where it says, heat scalds my cheeks. I still can't believe Sabine is Matrone when I should be. And then Al goes on to say, excuse me, why can't she be Matrone? When when you are refusing to return, someone had to replace you. It's simple math. Yes, literally. Yes, no, that's, and that's my thing where I was like, I just like, Aless just like fucking sucked to me. She was definitely a much more petty character in this one. The other thing that I thought was interesting, and I mean, granted, this whole story is supposed to be around sisterhood. Like, yes, romance is a huge part Mm -hmm. of it, but sisterhood is the basis of this book. The idea that both Sabine and Aless are like dealing with this, this at war feelings of who should be what. And like Sabine's like, I want this for myself. I've never wanted this for myself before, but I'm worried my older sister's going to want it more. And then you can see like in Aless's point of view, especially in something like this, where she's like, I'm the one that's supposed to be doing this. I'm, I'm, me, 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 me. As a firstborn kid, I get that feeling. Okay. However, it's not conducive to my- Pick me girl energy from a less. No, I agree. I agree. Full send agree. Like, I, there's just something about the way that she. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like. She stopped being enjoyable to me as a character. Like, her Spitfire attitude was no longer fun for me. I agree. So the she rest just of seemed this... like mean. So it says, Aless flinches, I'm supposed to be Matrone. We get it, girl. How about you support your sister when she is doing everything to save you and trying to keep it together? Bastian wasn't better either. He is continuously getting too jealous of Prince Cass. Although I kind of understood that because he was I on get the it idea that, like, they were going to faded. be together. Exactly. And he's yeah. like, I thought that she loved me and it didn't matter that she has this other, right. you know, Amory Well, it's or, the same reason why us Gwynreal stands to bring this up are like to Elaine because for us we're like how could you ever like you know but at the same time it's the flip side of this of like if Azrael did legitimately and it was canon fall in love with Elaine I could see how like Elaine would be like (gasps) about like Gwyn but that's not the case I still don't think (laughs) it's the case also I know that there's a lot of still hate going on in this fandom I'm really here for all the people who are now shipping Elaine and Gwyn together though that's fucking incredible like that's the neutral ground I can get behind if we're gonna get really crazy about who Elaine's gonna end up with throw Gwyn in that goddamn ring baby we don't have to say anything Uh about Gwyn falling in love with Asriel yeah no Gwyn Gwyn and Elaine and then um, Moore and Emery and then Azrael and Lucian, give it to me. Azrael give me Azrael and Lucian. Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? If, like, it would the be two... incredible. <laughs> anyway, so it says um, from. Do you Bastion know that you say better. incredible like incredible? Like yeah, that's why I do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just double checking. Yeah, no, that is exactly why. Okay, so Bastion wasn't any better either. He's continuously getting too jealous of Prince Cass when he should think at least for one wait hold on let me read that again he is continuously getting too jealous of prince Cass when he should think straight at least for once quote why can't you just admit that the prince gets whatever he wants whoever he wants my voice rises he thinks he's entitled to it quote Shh, the gar will hear us then let him also we should talk about how dramatic bastian is as if the situation isn't dramatic enough special guest i hold off a scoff is this what Casimir calls his favorite prisoner. I picture Aless seated beside him tonight, a chain binding her ankle to the chair. 
Ugh, why? I mean, I get again. He's like pissed about the whole thing, like him, her getting basically. Stolen. It's just they all felt like over dramatic teenagers. Yeah, it was definitely not how the first book felt for me. Um, Mm-mm. it says, yeah, you get the idea. Like I said, it's a mess. All the characters are just good at being awful and jealous of stupid things instead of thinking uh, with their head. Sabine wasn't any better, but she actually developed a lot at the end of the book. The ending wasn't satisfying for me either. I don't know what happened. There was fighting and enough twists, but I guess I wanted more unpredictable conclusion. It just wasn't satisfying. The only Well, it's thing- just like, it's, there's, there's all this, it's like a fight and a fight and a fight. Like, it's just like, woo, woo. And we didn't like, even talk about around the fact in the that, circle. like, Jules died. Yeah, which, I mean, but we all saw that coming. I did because, okay, everyone else is coupled up and she's the only one that's not. Who's she still has in love to with go. Bastion. Like, she, and, and she's the one who's literally currently um, in the throes. Like, yeah. I did. Yeah. It was, I, that was the only scene I actually got a little teary eyed about was because, like, I was like, she's like, please just let me go. Very similar to how, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Avengers Endgame, um, Hawkeye and Black Widow are in the end. Oh, yeah. It, it felt a little bit like that to me where they're like, please just let me do this for you. Like, I love you enough. Let me do this. You need to be able mm-hmm. to get the person that you love out of this situation. So very Hawkeye and Black Widow there for me. Um, yeah. I just like, I don't know. It. <sighs> I wanted so badly to like it. Me too. Uh, the little bit at la- left in this review says, uh, the mm-hmm. only thing that saved this book is the chemistry between Sabine and Cass. These two are so cute and perfect together. I can't. Yeah, I was into that at the end. I think that's what saved the second half of the book for me. But I was like, I where agree. was this the whole fucking time? It says, even though they got a few chapters together, but hey, I've been shipping them so hard since the first book came out. And I'm just happy to see uh, my ship finally sailed. Um, I just wish that there was more of them. I wouldn't have mind reading a whole series about them. Truthfully, I don't know about everyone but it was are you also reading this book for sabine and maybe Cass? then i guess you'll enjoy the second half of the story i can't say the same of the others though um she said pre-reading thoughts i'm already shipping sabine and Cass with my whole heart thank you so that was like obviously before the book came out but um i just felt like this was a really good both of those were really good reviews that kind of summed up everything that i was feeling where it's like i still kind of liked it but i also like Still disappointed. It just, it just didn't hold the weight for me that the first one did. Yeah. I don't well, know. It's what just did like, you mm. give this in the end? I mean, I know what your Goodreads review is, but like, do you have like, did you do a point five in there or? I just, I think I rated it a flat three because I didn't want to give it like too. a two point five, but like. In some, it, it literally flips for me because on some end, I do want to be able to give credit to Catherine Purdy for a. Writing a good, solid book about the the Dom Blanche, which is, like, again, two books just came out like that. It's the Serpent and Dove and this one. So, like, yeah, Serpent and Dove is clearly, for me, always going to be the one I'm going to, like, want the most. But props to her for writing this story and making it more about sisterhood than romance. I do think that that's one of the things that gives it the element of differentiation yeah. between that and Serpent and Dove, which I love the whole arranged marriage, which witch hunter kind of situation. Uh-huh. But I, again, there are some days where I'm like, eh, this book was just okay, and I never want to read it again, and I feel bad saying that, but hey, it's what it is. So I definitely agree. I'm at it like a 2.5 to 3 area. Yeah, it's like somewhere right in there. I don't know. It's just like, oh, it was such a fucking letdown. Yeah. <sighs> well, I... I mean, I mean, this is a shorty. Yeah, that's good, though. We had a long one last yeah. week. 
Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, even know how long just, the episode ended up being last week. How long was it? Like two hours, 30. Yeah, so this will be a good yeah. one for people, a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, we realized just, that like, as we were, as Madison calls me and we're talking about the episode, she goes, um, remember when we used to record like five hour long episodes? This one's three hours. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? There's a little part of me that wants to like, maybe do some, maybe we'll do bonus episodes where we go back in and talk about some of those books in the way that we talk about them now. Oh yeah. We totally could do like a whole echo like, thing again. I would love to do like an echo reread and do... Like yeah, like just some... our thoughts instead of just me telling you what the fuck was going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't have anything else other than to talk about what I'm... next week's going to be. I, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I will say the cover art's still beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. And I love gorgeous. the Owl Crate edition, like the purple. I mean, I think that the yeah. original edition's really nice too because it's very dark and gloomy and it definitely sets the tone of that book. Um, but I do yeah. like the purple, and I think it looks really cool next to the blue of the original Hour Crate edition that we got. So I agree. Um, I mean, next week, Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Hell I'm yeah. I'm so excited. I started rereading it last night, and I'm, oh, God, I love, I fucking I love Get a Life, Chloe Brown. starting oh it right God. after this. I am so excited to read it. I know that I'll probably gag a couple times because of that stupid ass word. I'm not gonna lie. If she says another silly ass word, I know. I definitely thought that he didn't start. I mean, he doesn't start calling her for a while. But I saw on page like 13 that he says she's cute as a button, and I went, "Oh, that's exactly why he calls her that." Got it. Okay. I forgot that that was like a thing, but um, regardless. Um. Do anybody, if you ever listen to this podcast and you date me, don't ever call me that. Don't ever. Hey, question for you, since we're, you, we're here you. and we have a little bit of time. Um, yeah. Wh- how many books have you completed this year? Where are you at in your reading oh, challenge? Not nearly enough. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you are way more than me. I think I've only read, literally, I think I've only read like 24. I have not. I'm 12 behind schedule, oh, shit. which is I'm fine. Six ahead. I'm six ahead. Yeah. No, you're, you're like way ahead of schedule. I am way behind schedule because the reality is, is that I keep just watching YouTube videos. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I will say sometimes that. sometimes I just like to sit there. I, I ended up, uh. I ended up reading, okay, so I have to, fi- I just saw that, like, it says I'm currently reading two books that I've definitely finished, so I'm going to go mark those as read right now. Yeah. Um, but I am at, hold on, cancel, post. I am at 72 out of 175 nice. for the year. Hell yeah. So I'm excited. I'm eight books ahead of schedule. Um, I also, no, I guess I didn't finish that one. Yeah, I just, I I went into the year really strong, and then I think we just, I'm not going to lie, we haven't had a lot of bangers, and then I wasn't really reading a lot of Kindle Unlimited stuff, and now that I'm fucking just obsessed with Al Kennedy, uh, I've been slowly powering my way, I say slowly powering my way through them, like I didn't read four this past week, um, <laughs> but I did start The Chase. Good. Did you want to um, talk about some of the ARC copies that you got? Oh, yeah. I have some arcs. Um, I do, too. That's why I wanted to bring them up. I don't know when all of them actually come out. Oh, I can look them up for you. Just give me the names. Um, 
I also reread part of the deal last night. <laughs> I was really thinking about that because I love some of the scenes in there so much. They're just so good. Ugh. I let's see. I've got the Monarchs, the which Monarchs, is the sequel to I think the Ravens. Comes out in. Let me just double check. I think it's October. The Monarchs. No, not the Monarch of. Gl- let me just go to the Ravens and then go. The Ravens. Ravens won. <gasps> oh my God! Guess what I got an arc for? Tell me. Sisters of the Snake. Oh well. <laughs> I'll wait to read that one. Um. So monarchs come. Let's see. Or the monarchs come out. Oh, January eleventh, twenty twenty-two. So you got a lot of time on that one. Yeah. Um. I also have uh the Queen will betray you, which is the sequel to the Princess will save you, which I have. I haven't read it yet, but betray I want to read it soon. Um. And that one comes. It's like it's like out. a reverse Princess Bride. Yes, that one comes um, out July sixth. So you not a lot of time on that one. <laughs> I got happy endings. Happy endings by who? Uh, Thean Kim. Okay, found it. Something I can't see past the one percent. This one well, comes so. out May eighteenth, so three days from Shit. now. <laughs> Shit. It'll be out um, when this episode airs. The marvelous airs. Mirza girls. The marvelous. Spell the uh no spell the last part the marvel M I R Z A M I R Z A okay hold on um that yeah one I have comes that one out May eighteenth as well cool cool, cool 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 um I also have an arc for the Ivies which I'm very excited to read Ivies with an I E it's like it's like a thriller type murder book, but it's about kids who want to get into Ivy League colleges. Is it I V Y S? No, I E S. I E S. I wondered. Alex Don. Alex Dunn. Uh, yeah. May twenty fifth. Yep. Um, excuse me while I ugly cry, which already came out, but. Yeah. And then I have Sisters of the Snake. I've got yep. Love and Other Natural Disasters, which is the. Misa Sur- Sur- The author of This Time Will Be Different. It's her next book. And that comes out June 8th. Um, then I also got an arc for An Emotion of Great Delight, the Tahira Mafi book that's coming out. Oh, yeah. That's only coming out, it's yeah. coming out really soon. Really, really soon. Yes, it is. Um, I got Meet Cute Diary. Diary by Emery Lee. Uh, yes. May 4th. So that's out. Cool. So that already happened. And then, um, I also got XOXO. By Alex O. Uh, yes. July 13th. I also got these hollow vows. Oh my God. Wow. You have a lot. I have Yeah. Two. Well, I just was, I wasn't expecting to get all of them. So I was just putting in requests for books that I like really wanted to, you know, check out. Um, by Lexi Ryan. Is uh, July twentieth. This one. That's one I've had on my. Yeah. That's one I've had on my list for a really long time. This one looks like my TBR. It's a Fay one, so yes, yes. I'll definitely have to check this one out. Yeah, it says it literally says Cruel Prince meets A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's like so. I'm into it already. mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, that's been on my list for a really long time. I have the night when no one had sex. Um, it's literally about uh bunch of 18 year olds who 
make like a sex pact to all lose their virginity on prom night but like a bunch of shit goes wrong september 7th Um, so you have time for that one yeah and then uh i also got s or c-h-o-u-e-e or sorry c-h-o-u-e-t-t-e it's like choet or something like that that's that one's adult that's like adult women's fiction c-h-o-u-e-t-t-e yeah, it's not popping up at all. It's by Claire Oshetsky. Oh. Mm-hmm. I found it. I don't know why it wasn't popping up. Okay, that one comes out November 16th. Yeah, so I got some time for some of them. Other ones, very clearly past, it's <laughs> past their date. Well, um, I got loved that Loathed at First Sight sequel book that I think yes. is going to be part of that series. Um, uh-huh. It is called... Let me just go to my Kindle really fast. I'm pretty sure... It's like another, you can tell it's very similar in that same vein. It's called So We Meet Again. It's got the same, it's by Suzanne Park. It's the same style cover. So I don't fully know. I have to read Load That First Sight before I read So We Meet Again because I do think they're in the same universe. And then the other one that I got is The Lucky Escape. And I can't remember who wrote this one, but it's another like vacation style. Oh, it's Laura Jane Williams. It's another vacation style Mm -hmm. type of story where it's like, she's getting married and then he she gets left on the altar and i believe she goes on the honeymoon and takes this guy with her like an old friend Ooh. and i'm like forced mm-hmm. proximity let's go yeah. um so there's those are my two did you have any others i'm sorry to interrupt you no that that was all of them i have quite a few though um yeah i got loaded up well, next week is our last episode of May, and we like we said, we're mm-hmm. doing Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Um, yes, and then we go into Pride Month, yay! and we've got a lot of great books lined up. A couple that are going to fucking wreck me. <laughs> yeah, okay, so basically, if I remember correctly, we go Sweet Bitter Magic. Yep. Then we're doing Song of Achilles. Then we're Absolute doing wreck. Last Night at the Telegraph Cl- Club, and then we're doing fucking Red, White, and Row Blue. So yeah. to say we have a banging month planned, it's gonna be great. It's just well, and then for our birthdays, we're doing a tandem read, except we're gonna do one book per episode of episode. Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn because we're coming back to finish Throne of Glass, <laughs> and we might have a special guest. We'll see. It, it's Celia. It's Celia. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's um, Chichelia. She is v- Chichelia. She's very excited. She actually messaged, I think, both of us and was like, have you guys finished it? And we're like, we haven't even started them again. Like, I haven't I was like, them girl, You haven't even started reading them. You no. tabbed it. I did. I tabbed them. They've been sitting next to my bed the whole time. So, yeah, we have a jam-packed summer to start and kick off very yes, soon. Yes, we do. Um, and people, yes, we we met on, people we meet on vacation just came out, so expect that I... to be happening very soon. It, every day it looks at me. It's so beautiful. It, it's, and bright, it's and I looks at it me. So it calls my name and I just know that it's going to wreck me again because Emily, I would, I would lay down my life to protect two authors and they are Emily Henry and V.E. Schwab. I would know three and Shelby Maharan. Yeah, that, I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I think all three of them, I would just be like, take me instead. <laughs> like, I agree. Well, well, maybe Al Kennedy because clearly I am <laughs> that too. For that her too. Books. Um, okay, so we'll go into our plugs. I almost went into the go book yourself, and I know that's not where it's at yet. So I'm doing great. How with dare Nat Galley recommend a book for me called Mindfulness for Teen Anxiety? 
good. Okay, so you're right. wherever you're listening to our podcast, especially on Apple, please make sure you give us a rating and review. Um, really quick, simple thing to do. You just give us a little star and maybe tell us what you like about the show. Um, mm-hmm. We would love those five-star reviews and just keep them coming. So just drop what you're doing, go to Apple, and give us a little rating. Yeah. Um, we also have Patreon. Yeah, we do. And... There's lots of different tiers that you can donate at. Each tier has different uh, special rewards associated. Can I help? Can I help you? Something going on outside? Your truck doesn't... There's just somebody's truck does not need to make that noise. Um, yeah, we have a Patreon. It's got uh, four different tiers, I believe, associated with uh, different dollar amounts. Each tier has different rewards, which is very fun and exciting. So if you want to go hang out over there, you can. It's a good time. Um, there's mini sewed content. There's bloopies. Um, there's bloopies. You can hang out with Danielle, our current only one. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> who loves to message us and tell us that she's like, every time I hear you guys say my name, it's just so exciting. So, girl, I'm going to keep doing it. So now I'm it. just going to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you want it? You got it. Here you are. Uh-huh. Um, if we get more Maybe than one someday we'll even do a video episode. Yeah. That'd be fun. On there. I mean, granted, one of the benefits of this is that I show up looking like a trash goblin every... We never even talked about the fact that we're both wearing Willow Creek Renaissance shirts. Oh, sad. Oh, man. Well, we were. We're wearing Willow Creek Renaissance merch, and... You've um, got the t-shirt. I've got the sweatshirt, the hoodie. And I'm wearing my well-met scrunchie from Fable Bands, and I took off my headband halfway through the show, but whatever. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, But yeah, our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash lower your volume. Yep, it's in the podcast description below. <laughs> um, yes, it is. Check us out on social media. We have a ton. And actually, I have an idea for a TikTok that I'm doing today. So I'm actually going to tell you what to go check out. Um, you can check us out on TikTok at Lower Your Volume Pod. You can check us out on Instagram at the same at handle. So that's at Lower Your Volume Pod once again. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lower Pod. And we do have a Facebook page that we really don't do a lot with. But you can go follow us there, too. And that's Lower Your Volume Podcast. You can check me out on Tinder Travel Mode. Um... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, last but not least, we if you ever want to contact us, uh, we do have an email, and that is loweryourvolumepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, literally send us whatever the fuck you want. We don't really care. We literally just, every time we get an email that's not like Buzzsprout being like, here's how your podcast did this week, we get so excited. Yeah, please, please um, So us. definitely shoot us, a, shoot us a message over there. We would love to hear from you. Uh Hell yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's episode. Please don't forget to go book yourself. Uh-huh. Anything else? No. It's early. It's early. It's 1238. It's noon. It's noon. It's a Saturday. We don't get up this early normally. Yeah. We've been doing over on the uh, Blissfully Bookish page, we've been doing a thing called Fictional Flame Showdown. Yeah. Uh, which is basically like a big bracket to see everybody's favorite uh, literary couples. And so for the past couple Saturdays, I've been getting up early regardless to post that because yeah. um, it goes up in the morning. And today we just released our final one, which is Aelin and Rowan versus Feyre and Reese. And I'm just like, right now, at last I checked, Feyre and Reese were winning. Yeah, it's 57% uh, Feyre and Reese and 43% it's gonna be It's going to be so close. For a while, it was 50-50 this morning, like when I first posted it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm, I had a lot of thoughts about what the bracket was going to be. 
Like I had like my bracket to put together. And I, I really thought Nesta and Cassian sure. were going to be in the end because I, I did too. I thought it was going to be Archeron against Archeron, but whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But honestly, I think that would have been more bloodshed. So I'm kind of happy with how it's turned out. Again, I voted for Aelin and Rowan. No offense against uh, Reese and Feyre. Absolutely none. Just I put but my stake. But they are your. Exactly. I put my stake in the couple that, that I love. feel the most for. So mm-hmm. that is I don't think is. I'm going to vote because I can't decide. No, that's fine. That's okay. Um. Well, also because none of my faves are in this. So. Well, my perfect my perfect world would have been Lorcan and Elide versus Nesta and Cassian. That would have been like, ah yes, I Lorcan don't care. And, but L- Lorcan and Elide needed one or Nina more Matthias. book. Lorcan and Elide needed one more book for people to like really glom onto them and they just didn't have it. I know. I haven't even, haven't even I haven't even had them. them interact yet. I and I know, I know, I know. I know you will. I am going to go noodles bananas noodles bananas (laughs) i want to title this episode noodles bananas but it's probably going to be called something else um whatever you Um, know what we had a great little episode for you today a lot shorter than last week so yep check us out next week we'll see you next time bing bang bing bong all right (laughs) goodbye (laughs) bye